Okay. I was thinking about this today. Do you think Aspen Dental is a front for the mafia? Hmm. I have never really thought about that, but I can see why you would because you have a, already a predisposition to be uh, not liking the dentist. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think you just think all dentists are shady. Yeah, it probably has to do with, yeah, I have some baggage when it comes to dentists, but I was thinking about this. So I, I've been driving with DoorDash this week. Um, great gig, by the way. Not not an indirect endorsement. But I was thinking, I see so many Aspen Dentals, but I never, one, I never see anyone go in. Two, I've never met anyone who goes there. And three, there's just something odd about like franchise dental places. So I was like, yeah, do you like, think they're just funneling money in there? Yeah, because usually a dentist is like its own little practice. Like maybe you'll see two that are the same, but they have the same main dentist that works there. But yeah, like franchise or chain dentist. It's like, what are they sending you right from the right from the McDonald's to the dentist? Yeah, I was gonna say, are they, is that like they're like the Burger King of dentists? And like, what dentist <laughs> wants to go to a chain dental office? Like, why wouldn't you? Isn't that every just, dentist's dream to start their own thing? You know, like that's like the kitty table yeah, of dentists, especially if they're going to school for so long. Yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about that. Um, that's a little off topic. Um, just want to just want to say welcome got back guys to, yeah because uh, uh welcome back everybody to, to bathtub full of questions recorded live from an actual bathtub well i'm i'm the only one in a bathtub this week uh yeah me tj chechu betcha jeff man of ten thousand names <laughs> is actually back in the land of ten thousand lakes calling in over zoom from duluth minnesota yeah, I was going to say, is that partially why you picked the topic for this week um, about boats? I bet <laughs> I bet that does have some influence on this week's topic of boats, sinkers, floaters, and favorites, where we're going to talk about just, you know, our general view on boats and different things that we like about them. But I think that that probably has had some influence in my decision of being a what would it be a botanista yeah because i like i'm gonna be totally honest when i got your text message i had like two thoughts one um i don't as far as schools of thought i don't think i've ever given a specific thought about boats like i've thought about boats in association to other things but i never thought about boats abstractly of like oh the concept of boats is something i've thought about i don't know and the other thing is like Dang, we really are the talk show about everything because we talked about Bigfoot last week. Yeah. Now I'm about to, I'm about to talk about uh, yeah boats <laughs> from history, <laughs> fiction, and 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 real life. <laughs> I'm like, man, we're really we're really living out the name here. Yeah, I mean, you might as well if we are the bathtub full of questions, we might as well ask questions about everything. And what is a bathtub but a reverse boat? That's what. <gasps> Okay, that's what I was, so we, we're, we're going to do a segment on what we thought a boat is, and I was going to say boats are just reverse bathtubs, because bathtubs are, are containers designed to hold water on land, whereas boats are containers designed to be in water to keep water out. That's so crazy you just said that, because that, that's literally on my notes right here. It's like great minds think alike. Dang, so we already defined what a boat yeah, is. Yeah, good. Exactly. So then I guess we can jump right into it after 
the break. Let's dive right in. All right, cool. We are back with today's topic, which is boats, floaters, sinkers, and favorites. Um, I'm going to defer to you now, TJ, because this seems to be your brainchild. Yes. So with sinkers, we're going to be talking about boats that we just wouldn't care if they just sunk. They got got out of here because they're, they're no good. Nobody likes them, especially us. Then we're going to move on to floaters, which are boats that we think are pretty good. Um, you can keep them around. We don't care either way. And then favorites, we're going to talk about favorite boats in particular, favorite styles, and also our dream boats. So, Andrew, if you want to kick it off with your first sinker, let's see what that oh, is. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, well, first of all, just before we dive right in, on the on the on the topic of nautical news, did you hear about the uh did you hear about the Seattle Kraken, the oh, new NHL team? Yes, I was excited by the mascot, but I really thought they could have done better with their logo. Yeah, I saw that too and I was like it needed to be more squiddy to me. Like, I'm so for the name. That name is sick. And it kind of ties into cryptozoology, which we talked about last episode. But I was like, oh, man, like, you could do something, like, a little cooler. I don't know. Yeah, definitely could have put, like, the whole squid or the whole giant octopus out there, all the tentacles. Maybe that spells out Seattle on the bottom. Oh, that would oh, that would be sweet. But or they have, like, like, live S. squids. They have a squid launcher, like, in uh, Despicable Me. <laughs> Or something like that. But hey, and then they have free Squid Night when they score over four goals. Which that's expensive. Like calamari is not cheap. Yeah. And I was also thinking about this. Like after goals, they could show clips from Dead Man's Chest, which also kind of ties into what we're talking about when the Kraken is like and like destroying the ship. Like I don't know. That would just be. It. I just have a lot of fun ideas with that. It's just so cool. I think we need to become part of the Seattle Kraken marketing. And advertising development. Speaking team. of marketing advertising, did you have an ad reading you wanted to do? Oh yeah, this segment is brought to you by Catfish Biffs. Come on down to 75 West 11th Avenue in Columbus, Ohio, just south of campus, to Catfish Biffs, where you can get anything from pizza to subs to, but not fish, because their slogan is "Thank God no fish." Got none. Dang, Catfish is so good and so closed. Yeah, but yeah, it's so sad. If and hopefully when it does open, everybody better get down to Catfish Biffs and save the fish. I can't think of a better segue into my first sinker. So I thought about this a lot. Um, hmm, uh, I'm going to um, – okay. I think I'm going to start my first sinker. I think I'm going to go with swan boats. Do you know those carved boats that are made out of swans? They're kind of like – Associated with lovers, usually in a park or in oh, movies, yeah, you know. Got, like, you go through like the tunnel of love. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. That. Like they're so top heavy and not hydrodynamic, and like a little gimmicky. I think I don't know, just like throwing paddle boats, kind of. Yeah. In general, I, I know you talked about you're going to talk about paddle boats, but like yeah. you just get wet. They're not good at moving around. It is dumb. I think most of those swan boats too, especially when you're at like the amusement park, they are on just like a track. They're not even floating because yeah. They're so not hydrodynamic but yeah that really does tie into my first sinker which is paddle boats mm. which they're basically in the same category really low to the ground 
you can go to wherever and you rent them. But they just fill with water. You just have an uncomfortable time. Yeah. And the thing that also sucks about them is you're just thinking about how much faster you want to go and how long it takes to get anywhere in these stupid things. Yeah. And then you just get mad at whoever's sitting next to you not paddling hard enough. So you just go in circles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, the classic tailspin. The, the Red Baron tailspin. Yeah, I don't know. They're kind of like bad log rides. Like log rides you had to do yourself. No thanks. Yeah, very <laughs> I got to paddle up Splash Mountain. No thank you. Yeah. The whole point of a boat is to keep you out of the water. Yeah, not to get you wet. Yeah. That's the point of the reverse bathtub, is, yeah. as some contemporary scholars are calling it. Cool. I guess I'll go into my next sinker. Now, I think I get the feeling we're going to disagree on this one because my other sinker is pontoon boats. Ooh, hey there. Watch out. All right, hear me out. Okay, hear me out. I know this is. I know you love to pontoon boats, and I'll give you a chance to defend them, but I just think they're ugly. They're kind of like, I don't know. I'm just like a guy who likes the sleek, sleeker, prettier look. Now, I will admit, I am a boat rube. I am uninitiated to the world of boating, as I admitted earlier in the intro that I, I, I don't think I've ever specifically thought about boats before. I don't know. They're just ugly and square, and you're like, man, I wish I was in that cooler, faster, sleeker boat. I guess they're good for fishing and hanging out, but like, I'm not going to pick out... If I got a lineup of cool boats, I'm not going to pick out a pontoon boat, you know? I don't know. I guess I'll give you... I know you like pontoon boats. I'll give you a chance to maybe talk about it or why my uh, my opinion might be unjustified. Yeah, your points are definitely valid i like if i'm if i have a choice between a pontoon and then something that's looks nicer definitely going to choose the nicer looking boat but i guess especially during this whole quarantine thing i got really big into i would just watch a bunch of youtube videos on boats most of them were the sleeker like moving into like yachts or sailboats different things like that but for me pontoons sit right there in that floater category where yeah they're they're not much to look at but when you're hanging out on the lake just like with your friends you pack 20 30 people on a pontoon boat and just float around have a day they're not meant to get you anywhere fast because you're just hanging out so they're the paddle boats of official boats basically is what you're saying i guess yeah so but since they do have a motor and you're higher out of the water then they're yeah okay that's why yeah and like that yeah that's totally fine if you want to like hang out on it you know yeah but I don't really like think about like why not just be on the dock or like well I don't know I'm also not I have no Viking Minnesota blood in me so I'm gonna defer to your boating wisdom. The, the, big, the big land of ten thousand lakes. Child of Leif Erikson. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's for, yeah, that's 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 one of my sinkers. I guess I'll kick it off to you for another one. Yeah, my last sinker is cigarette boats. I don't know if you know what those are. Uh, oh yeah, those the like, like the speed boats. Yeah, but they're just like obscenely long and obscenely loud. I was actually up at uh, Alum Creek State Park Beach the other day, and we were hanging out in the water, and then just a cigarette boat rips by and just just ruins everybody's day who's trying to relax. Yeah, they're kind of like like doing hot laps around the lake. Yeah, they're kind of like the motorcycle of boats. Where it's like, oh, dude, we get it. Okay, you didn't put a muffler on. Cool. Yeah. It's like when the like yeah, nobody's the nobody's sitting there. I'm like, wow, that's awesome, dude. Yeah, you're so yeah, that's so cool. It's and like I just annoyed and thinking about how insecure that person probably is. It's like when the super loud cars rip down High Street. Oh yeah, totally. Like they're totally compensating for something. Yeah, and it's like 
yeah, no sane person is not gonna roll their is not gonna roll their not gonna not roll their eyes at that and be like, dude, this guy's got this guy's compensating for something. Yeah. So, so I never thought of yeah, cigarette boat. I never thought about that, but yeah, there's the same guys. Those are probably the motorcycles, the same motorcycle guys. Yeah, with the. Some the same sports like, car guys, good, but it's those loud, like the obscene, oh, yeah, yeah, the loud, like, like, it's the same. They probably pull it there with their obscenely loud truck, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, ridiculous. I, I agree, sink them, sink them, yeah, get them <laughs> out of here, rocket launcher. <laughs> um, Davy Jones locker, send them there. Oh, we're gonna get to that. Oh. Um, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shift to the historical. Um, for my next sinker. Okay. So nobody's ever heard of this, but it's called the Vasa Royal Swedish ship. And it's just kind of a hilarious story. Um, so this guy named King Gustav Adolf built this sh ship in 1626. And it was basically this monumental, massive military project. It had 64 cannons, um, could fire 500 pounds of shot on one side of the boat alone. Um, and these, and these cannons could travel at the speed of sound or the cannonballs could, had five decks, but the hilarious thing is, is like basically all the nautical engineers knew what was going on. And like, hey, King, this is not gonna like float. <laughs> like, this is too top heavy money. as all creation. And he's just like, ah, I put them on anyway. It looks awesome. Um, and they're basically they built this like monstrosity, giant, sweet looking but super top heavy ship. Uh, they sailed at a thousand yards out of a Swedish port and it sank. Ooh, that is and it's like multi-million dollar project so it's like just a hilarious sinker hilarious swedish military failure um it's probably why we don't hear about the swedish navy i think the, i think the swedish and that scandinavian military era probably died with the like, yeah this feed the ship came over here yeah van leek erickson this feeds he cannot build sheeps yeah but, that will, that'll bring me to a historical boat Everybody knows about this one, the Titanic. Yeah. That one is just, you know, it was a good well, movie, and that's about it. Okay, playing that devil's ass. also too long. Yeah, that well, one, that movie's way too long. Two, everyone knows it. There was plenty of room on that board thing she was on. Leo totally didn't have to freeze to death alone yeah. at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. And, but, well... I'm going to contest that a little bit to play the devil's advocate for a second. It wasn't necessarily the design of the ship so much as the misfortune of basically try hitting a bad speed bump. That was a colossal iceberg. Yeah, that's so I don't know. Does that, does that play into that at all of like, okay, was it the ship or is it the stupidity of the captain crew, crew or just misfortune? Yeah, I guess, I guess I would, I would defer that to, it was not so much the design of the ship because it definitely would have made it across. Yeah, okay. Because that's an interesting question because my next sinker is um, kind of the same thing where it's like a boat that sunk but wasn't necessarily poorly designed. Something like, okay, you could talk about the Lusitania, SS Lusitania, or any other ships. It's like, yeah, they are sinkers technically, <laughs> yeah. but were they bad ships? Um, yeah, mine. my next one's uh, the SS Edmund Fitzgerald. Oh, that one hits me right in the heart right there. So the the great tragedy of the Great Lakes. Um, so apparently, I did I, I did like a little more research because I did, I knew the song, the ballad, the electric ballad. Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah, Gordon's That's class. I remember the first time I ever heard that song. That's yeah. why the Edmund Fitzgerald sits high and might be the. If you're if you're born with the name Gordon Lightfoot, you can't do anything but write folksy 
folk songs yeah, about yeah or ballads or tragic yeah folksy tragedy songs um but yeah i i knew about the song the seven seven minutes like that song is so long i like try to listen to it before this and like i got two minutes in i was like okay yeah yeah seven minute song about a great lake ship is it's kind of hard for me to sit through but i did learn a lot of interesting stuff um apparently it was the largest ship in north america's great lakes it was launched in 1958 um so it was on the water for like tw- close to 20 years um that was lost in a storm in 1975 with all 29 crew members uh i think it was lake superior yeah sunken yeah, yeah so it was, its, it was on its way from uh the duluth superior port i believe oh and that hits headed, home yeah that's why right, you said it hits home right my yeah, it was headed and it was headed for Cleveland, so just north of here. Oh no. Wow, that's a yeah, that's just cross-cultural connection to both of us, man. Yeah, but I'm like, yeah, that that's that boat did sink. It is a sinker. Also, kind of the messed up thing is like there's kind of like this tourism culture around it now where like it's almost like they're profiting off the tragedy of of the Edmonton Gerald. So I don't know how I feel about that. But yeah. I was like Cause I know that's like a great lakes tourism thing where you can like go to like where it sank and you can buy t-shirts that say the SS at Pediments or Gerald's are like, yeah, I feel like they do that with a lot of sunken ships. People do like, they'll be able to go dive there if it's shallow enough, different things like that. Oh, do they know where it is? I don't know if they know like exactly where it is in the bottom. of the. I mean, I would bet they would, but I'm not actually sure. Plus, there's like a lot of theories about why it sank. Like, there was the Wikipedia page I pulled out had like 12 different theories of like, was it the crew? Was it the storm? Was it the design of the ship? Like, all this different stuff. So, I don't know. There's a lot to look into. Definitely sank. Sinker. Sorry. Sorry, boat of history. You sank. Talking about uh, Great Lakes um, shipping ships, I actually was supposed to be coming back here. little while ago and i was like ah i don't know if i really want to fly right now but so i was looking into hey could i hitch a ride if i just worked on the ship if i worked from duluth to cleveland and then had somebody pick me up in cleveland i think that would have been a pretty cool story yeah you did like the like the great lakes version of an american immigration of like you agree to work the ship to (laughs) come to a better life exactly because that's what and i looked at like okay how many days does it usually take to go from the port of Duluth to the port of Cleveland. And I was like, okay, it's about four or five days. Maybe there has to be some other stops in the way. I'm like, you know what? I got nothing else going on this summer. Might as well give it a shot. But then I couldn't do work on it. But then one of my mom's coworkers actually has a connection where he goes on the ships and he teaches the crew CPR. So then he'll hop a ship in Duluth and he'll ride it to wherever it goes, and then he'll either fly back or hop another one back. So I was like, that might be a plan for the future. Just yeah, for, he's like just a, for the story. Yeah, he's like he's like a, a merchant marine who teaches life saving techniques to crew members. Wow. Or you could just go total Tom Hanks castaway style and like build your own boat. Yeah. Like kind of what they do. They um, they have that race from um, California to Hawaii every year where they have to like navigate themselves. Oh yeah, and there's a bunch of stuff they do in like Polynesia where they like construct rafts to sail um, and do wayfinding, like the ancient Polynesian uh, Polynesian sailors would do. Like in Moana. Yeah, like in Moana when there's that vague one time one off scene where he puts his hands up to the stars and it's like, yeah, yep, and it's like, well, that wasn't explained at all. He's like, yep, just right about, yep, right about there. Um, 
But yeah, no, Dad, mull that over. That would be a sweet story. Yeah, and then. So that's my last sinker. Yeah, I that I prepared. So I think we move into. I guess I already talked about one of my floaters. We'll hit up with another one. Classic canoe. Oh yeah, you can't beat the canoe. You, you really can't. I mean, it's one of the original styles. Plus, going on a canoe trip, just disconnected from everything. And yeah, it's so serene out there. Okay, this this actually taps into a very recent debate I had. Not a debate, but it was more of a question posed in my mind of like, what what is the distinction between a canoe and a kayak? Because somebody I was talking to a friend, he's like, Oh yeah, I have a two-person kayak. And it's like, oh, isn't that a canoe? He's like, oh no, kayaks are three canoes are three people or more. But I was thinking, like, I, there are a lot of two-person canoes, right? Yeah. Like, isn't the point? Isn't a kayak supposed to be one designed to be one person? No, I see. I think with kayak, it's I've actually never thought about this before, but I would think kayak because a kayak is fully like usually enclosed, like in plastic, and you just have like the one seat that you sit in, and your legs usually slide in. Yeah. But whereas a canoe is open top. Oh, so that's probably the distinction yeah. then. So you and can have also, a two-person kayak because it's closed top. Yeah, and then also kayaks have that double-sided paddle, whereas the canoe is you just. Oh yeah, I um when I was in the Boy Scouts, um, Pride Equal Scout by the way, uh, we I went on this trip. It was in at the Outer Banks, and we basically kayaked between islands and would stay the night on different beaches on the islands, and it was so sweet. There's like the stingray that jumped out of a water. It's like. Pfft. And then we're like, wow, does that happen? We were like, tour guide, does that happen a lot? I was like, I have never seen that happen in my entire life. <laughs> this is like my 100th summer or whatever. Not 100th summer. 100th That's summer. not kind of lot. It's my 100th summer. Touring never. You dang, whip, you dang whippersnappers never seen a stingray jump out of the water? No, he was not 100. <laughs> sorry, he was not 100. But he said he'd never seen that before. We got to see wild horses. Horseshoe crabs is awesome. Wow. So I totally, solid pick. I kind of lumped those together too, canoe yeah. kayak, sort of like recreational wake. Um, but yes, recreational that's a, watercraft. That's a great way to start off. Um, I'm gonna do one of my floaters, log ride boats. Log rides, like a, like a flume kind of thing. You know, like uh, it's like the log ride, like the water rides that you got, like Splash Mountain. Okay, yeah. How you do? Like great ride, so much fun. The drop at the end is always like you got the butterflies in your stomach, like oh no! And I don't know. I, I've always loved. They have we even one at the Columbus Zoo, which is pretty sweet. They do. I've um, actually never been to the Columbus Zoo, and I think that's something I should go. Let's go. I will. I know. I don't know. All right, sidebar. I used I, I used to work there. I know everything about the Columbus Zoo. In fact, I know. I know the names. I don't. I don't. Not only know the names of the species of animals, but I know some of the individual animals' names. Like, like Gloria the Wombat. or the, Oh, yeah, that's Fiona the Binturong. And the crazy thing is the zoo won't hire me. I've applied three times. And I'm like, okay, I'm a 21-year-old college student. My major is ecology. I know I know not only the species of animals, but the specific animals' names. I was a zoo aide, a zoo kid. Like, I, I could walk through the zoo blindfolded. And I'm willing to work for minimum wage for this job. And they're like, nope, sorry. They wouldn't hire you. Wouldn't hire me. Even though you worked there before. It's it, it is it's a love hate relationship. It's like any good marriage. Like you have you, your loves. Like you yeah. love the zoo and they hate you. Yeah, sometimes that's the way it is. It's a gay, it's a back and forth relationship. Man, oh, 
I shouldn't have brought that up because now I'm just thinking now about you're, that. Fuming. We might need to turn on the water in the bathtub to cool you off. Yeah. Yeah, we might have to. Oh, but then I'm gonna think about oh, but I'm gonna think about the aquarium at the zoo and it's gonna make oh. me more sad. Man. Oh, what was I talking about? You're talking about uh I just can't think of yeah, if I think about rides. this I just get sad. <laughs> log rides, yes. Yes, yes, yes log rides. Right. Yeah, they're just so fun. I will say spin zone, negative spin zone. Sometimes when you go on a log ride at night and you're like getting more wet than you thought, that's annoying. Like that happened at Cedar Point where I had to walk in the bathroom and sit underneath the hand dryer. Uh -oh. So I'm like, I'm free. It's like an October night and I went on the <laughs> log ride. That was dumb. But yeah, Splash Mountain, great run. Any flume. Did you say flume? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Floater for me. Really fun. Yeah. Honestly, I would even, uh, maybe I'll expand that to even water ride, like water rides based in water, like the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at, at Disney World or, yeah, those are just, there's something fun about being in a boat. And watching like animatronic crabs sing about how great it is underwater. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I would extend it to all water rides. That's nice. Yeah. I, I definitely like love going on those when I go to the amusement park, anything like that. Oh, yeah. Wait, does, uh, oh, wait. Now I was going to say, can we group in water slides? But that, that's like a reverse boat. Yeah, it's, that's that's a that's a yeah that's a bad yeah that's in the bathtub category. It's like it's designed to have water in it. Uh, it's designed to put me in the water as opposed to a boat, which is designed to keep me out, which is a reverse bathtub. Yeah, that's yeah. So yeah, you heard it here first. Bathtub full of questions has decided that uh, water slides are in the bathtub family. Yes, and then that means genealogically, every, yeah. Every time you go to a water park, you're taking a large, exciting communal bath, extended with all bath, your best friends. Dang, yeah, so yeah, so lazy rivers are just baths are just super fun communal bathtubs, which that makes me like them more. Like I don't, something about me, I love water parks, Great Wolf Lodge, Zumbezi Bay, Kalahari, name it. I love water parks. I think they're God's gift to mankind. But um, I've heard that argument of like, oh, it's so gross. The water's really gross. You know, all those people are there. Spin zone to that. It's just a fun giant bathtub. Like who didn't like going in the bath as a kid? It's a bath you get to share with people you don't know with with embarrassing tattoos they regretted in their thirties. Like that's what makes it awesome. It's funny because those are always the people that you see at the water parks. One time I was at Zubizi Bay. This guy had no judgment on tattoos. Some tattoos are awesome, but there's this guy who had his whole back was a giant Boba Fett head. I was oh. like, dude. That is no a bumper sticker you just can't take off. Like, I love Boba Fett. Man has three lines in that movie. Doesn't need all of the rent retail uh, rent space of your back, dude. Anyway, yeah, I was just like, yeah, sometimes I go to, like, yeah, ice cream places, and people have these weird, like, at Jenny's, people have these weird tattoos of, like, there's this, there's this cow with its eyes bleeding. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a sketch I made 10 years ago. I was like, dude, I think you're going to regret that by the time you're 36 being straight up anyway this total slide but yeah way i i got off the topic to water parks and then to that and then to weird tattoos not we're a pro tattoo podcast or we're, we're supportive of tattoos there's some awesome tattoos but some are like dude what were you thinking you know and water parks bring that out um yeah so i'm gonna kick that back over to you now tj yeah. since i had i had a zoo water park water tattoo tang tangent yeah well this might also lead us on a couple tangents because another one of my floaters is fishing boats so i love to fish everything so everything all categories of fishing boats 
but particularly like fishing charter boats or like trawlers where you mm, take them out okay. and you pull up like if you're going shrimping or like shrimp stay anything like shrimp. that yeah bowl yeah. shrimp that's why I coconut shrimp <laughs> with forrest gump and his shrimping boat what do you think of bubba gum shrimp the restaurant i've been there a couple times um not gonna lie last time i went i was like i was down there on spring break and i was pretty excited to go because i was like okay I was pretty excited to get seafood. Mm -hmm. And then we went to this place and it was like way too long of a wait, pretty far away. And we're like, all right, well, we'll just go back to Bubba Gum Shrimp. I was pretty excited. And it wasn't as good as I had remembered because last time I had gone was like, I was a kid. And I was yeah. like, oh, look at all this cool stuff. Shrimp with a top hat. What? Give me that t shirt. I remember having a little Bubba Gum. I remember having a little shrimp stuffed animal from the store. From the <gasps> wait, 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 wait. I'll be right back. Hi. Oh, I'm no holding way. a Bubba Gump shrimp towel. Okay. It is the worst towel I've ever owned, <laughs> but it is so cool. It's hey, got the smiling shrimp. But you still own it, so that says something about Bubba Gump shrimp. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely has a cultural attraction to it. That's so funny that was just in the room with us. <laughs> Perfect prop for uh, audio, visual media. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I love love fishing boats trawlers and that also can segue because one of the things i've been thinking about a lot over this quarantine is post-college what am i going to do and also watching all these youtube videos different things thinking about living on a boat and trawlers Ooh. are one of the top recommended ones because they have so much space you can convert it yeah, and you can work cool. you can work out of the boat and do like fishing tours. Yeah. Kind of like at the end of Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Where he's like, I'm gonna you and Morgan Freeman can have your own boat. Yeah. Hear me out. This has been what I've been stewing in my head. Move to a coastal city, whatever. I have a job there that I work during the week, and I live on like a 40, 50 foot boat. It's cheaper than a house. I buy it and then pay the marina fees which are usually way less than rent would be uh -huh. plus i own the boat during the week i'm at work and then i come back and i live on my boat whatever but weekends people pay me to charter them around so they can oh, charter my boat a good plan and either fishing leisure whatever on a saturday and sunday maybe i do three three trips on a saturday two on a sunday maybe like a brunch cruise yeah you'd be like a like more financially competent matthew mcconaughey beach bum yes that's a good plan so i was th i've been thinking about it i've told a couple other people i'm like you know what that doesn't sound too bad and then and then you could pocket some of the fish they catch and just eat it during the week and then save money on food yeah so that's a great idea and because i was thinking anywhere like and coastal cities are always fun like la san francisco even all the way up into like areas in Maryland, Maine, Cleveland, like, <laughs> Cleveland. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to charter people around Lake Erie. And just yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. Do the used needles tour, beach oh, tour. Yeah, that's 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 a place that I would not want to live on a boat. Yeah, do that. Do the river. This is where the river river lit on fire tour. Yeah, but yeah, and then talking about jobs on boats, this might be they might be in a little bit of a hot seat right now and i've actually never been on one so i don't know if you have 
but cruise ships. Oh, yeah. I was going to put cruise ships on my sinkers because basically I know they're rising in stock or whatever. Or is that? We... Well, they had, they had gone way down. And weren't they going? Virus, but then they have been like kind of going up a little bit. Because basically, okay, they take my problem with cruise ships is more of an ideological one of like they take everything fun about real boating and replace it with stuff that would just be better on land. So like eating, being on a pool. I don't know, like seeing a magic show. Like these things are just more fun on land. It's nothing about boating is involved in cruise ships. Does that make sense? Of like, it's just, the, it's a worse version of what you could do on land. And it's not the real fun of boating, which is like being out on the ocean as much as like any other ship. But you also can. It's like a floating get, pleasure barge. But you also can get more. So yes, they have, you have all the stuff. That's kind of like the main thing cruise ships do is find something that's on land that has never been put on a cruise ship before and see how you can convert it onto a cruise ship. Like they've got roller coasters now, all the magic shows, different things like that. But also then you can leave that and you can go tour these islands or you can go yeah. see different things like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm biased because I was supposed to work for Royal Caribbean this summer, <laughs> but also I've never been on a cruise ship. So I was really excited yeah, to, me neither. to do that. So maybe both of us not having an idea of a cruise ship because I put them on the hot seat also with right now. Two negative cruise ship perceptions, yeah. Yeah. So, not totally sure about cruise ships, but I would love to be on one and experience it because I've I've seen them in the distance and they are huge. Yeah. They're like cities. Carnival, yeah. You can fit you can fit more people on a cruise ship than living in my hometown. You can fit like wow, really? Like a hundred times as many people on a cruise ship as live in my hometown. Dang. Well, uh, that'd probably a good be a good stopping place. We're gonna jump right into a really quick break. Okay, guys, welcome to our newest segment called Bizarre for the Course, uh, where we talk about weird news stories from the week. Um, and yeah, TJ, I'm going to let you kick it off with your first very funny uh, first very funny news story from a few days ago. Yeah, so we're going to talk about this news story that uh, happened in Queensland, Australia, where an Australian pub had to ban emus for their bad behavior. So we'll kick it off with a little piece of this news clip. Pub owners in a tiny Queensland town have made the tough call to ban two of their favourite patrons. The emu siblings have been told they're no longer welcome at the establishment in a decision sure to ruffle plenty of feathers. The Erica Hotel's seen its share of rowdy guests over the years, but this pair has really got everyone in a flap. Kevin and Carol the emus have become the first patrons in the hotel's history to be banned. In a town with all of about 12 people, it's quite the scandal. Well, we put the sign up, but we're not quite sure whether they're able to read or not. So um, so we've had to put a bar across there as well. The decision to ban the two-bird mob wasn't made lightly. Their list of offences against the common decency is staggering. Somebody having a cup of tea and they had a tea bag in it, and uh, the emu came along and just took the tea bag out of the cup. They've been... Wow. <laughs> This has to be the second. This is going to be the second emu war. Probably. This the, is like the assassination of Archduke Ferdinand of of the second emu war. For I, those of you who don't know, Australia, the government of Australia, officially waged war on emus and lost. Yeah, this was way back in 
it was I don't even remember now if it was eighteen hundreds. Early twentieth century, I think. Yeah. Or yeah, early the nineteen hundreds, but they just they're just now they're just jealous that they lost. Now they're just trying to kick him out of the pubs. Yeah, and also these are not on the on, in the defense of Carol and Kevin, the emus, they're just having a good time. Like none of that is band worthy behavior. Yeah, and plus like, that's it, like a bad like that's what a spoiled kid would do, you know? Like yeah. they're like a kid is messing around, having some fun, <laughs> like Bart Simpson style. Yeah, and it says the the town has twelve people in it, and it's caused some outrage. So obviously the people don't really mind. They probably just think it's funny. I bet a lot of people. I bet a lot more people are pro Kevin and Carol than you think. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, that's a hilarious. <laughs> such a funny so, story. I'm gonna do mine now. Um, so this is this is a brand new breaking news story. Um, a robot presented a lottery check to a woman in Quebec for four point four seven million dollars, and this is the first time a robot has been used. So the um, robot presented it. To yeah, you. the robot presented the giant check because uh, it's like because of the COVID and. It's like not immunocompromised, reduces human transmission. But I could not help but think this is where Terminator starts. Oh, definitely. Robots are becoming way too smart. If they can hand out money pretty soon, they're going to beat us in Roblox. And after that, they're going to yeah. be Skynet and take over the world. Yeah, because I mean, they're, they're already being used to bring food, everything like that. We got to stop. We got to stop this. Yeah. yeah. Robots, sink them. Jeez, these are, these are two. On the surface, funny-looking news stories, but are actually ominous because they build of war and robot annihilation. Yeah. So everybody keep your eyes out for any uh, unnecessary banning or cancellation of emus or anything anything else that wants to get banned yeah, we're in gonna, a restaurant. Yeah, we're going to be posting an official uh, free Carol and Kevin from merch, merch ba- from the restaurant band merch. Um, if you want to sign a petition... Uh, we're going to be posting that in a couple months. Um, yeah, totally outrageous. Um, yeah, and also if you ever see a robot, just kick it. Give it a kick. Yeah, just give it a kick. Yeah, keep them in their place. Um, cool. This was bizarre for the course. Now let's get back to our conversation about boats. Cool. I'm going to go into another floater, and this is another historical bit of a tangent, but I'm, I'm going to talk about some awesome pirate ships and awesome Ooh, pirates. Love um, pirates. So this one, the the pirate queen you never heard of, Madame Jiang, um, also known as the pirate queen of China, commanded 1,800 junk ships in the 19th century in the South China Sea with around 70,000 sailors. So basically, she had this confederation of pi- like well organized pirate fleets um, that okay. were threats to different empires and the Chinese government. Um, when you say junk ships, they're not actually junk ships. Oh yeah, that's they're the name of style, like Eastern right? style. Yeah, Eastern style ships. Um, yeah, so basically she had this she had 1800 junk ships split into six different fleets with like different colored flags. Um and she was so awesome and so revered and so feared that Chinese commanders who were tasked with finding her mostly stayed ashore or would sometimes sabotage their own vessels. Um wow. Just so they didn't have to hunt this so chick. They were like, "Yeah, we're not coming for. Her. We're just going to pretend she just absolutely beat us." Yeah, exactly. So, and Another cool thing about Madame Jiang is uh, she knew when to quit. She she disbanded. She made a treaty with the Chinese government, disbanded the fleet, um, and set up like a set up. What was it? She set up a finan- a financial establishment and basically ran that into her old age. Wow. So she lived. She was a pirate queen who commanded one of the largest fleets in pirate history um, and lived into old age. And then another cool story. This I know a little bit less about, but. Um, 
during Queen Elizabeth's reign in the 16th, 17th century, she had this crew of uh, this motley crew of pirateers or privateers called her sea dogs. And basically she used, she hired pirates during wars with your other European powers, like the French and the, oh. and the Spanish and basically like used piracy to her advantage and like called her, her like, like sort of a loving nickname of her sea dogs. So like Walter Raleigh, Francis Drake, some of these explorers were, um, just like of fleet of like these rascal. Yeah. Like that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like, uh, sort of, um, like piracy used for the state kind of cool, like yeah. sort of agreement thing. Um, and well, talking about pirates and especially sometimes pirates who don't know when to quit because the Chinese pirate queen, she got out ahead. Like she quit while she was ahead. But then when we talk about pirates, everybody's next thought is pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. I, I And like another thing, I think Madame Jiang is – based off of the um the portrayal of the chinese the um what are the, the singapore pirates yeah i think that's based off of madame jiang because they I, the pirate confederation yeah which at world's end a little too yeah. heavy on the magic for me yeah like i think it kind of jumped the shark like i i love parts of that movie and like you could say well there was a squid monster man in the last one who had uh -huh. a pet kraken which is yeah. awesome but, but like that's also like part yeah. of the not like history, but more like the lore. Yeah, like yeah, the folklore. Jones. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, yeah, a little too heavy on the magic for me. But I'm gonna let you. Yeah, you're talking about pirates. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean. I actually just recently rewatched the first one, and I was kind of like, yeah, it's been a while. Maybe I'll give all of them a watch through. But then when you think about it, it goes one, two, and then it kind of starts to get a little bit, like you said, like jump. Yeah, start yeah. Jumping. I don't know, and Johnny Johnny Depp just starts showing up for a paycheck in the later movies. You're like, you just, this man does not care anymore. Yeah, you know, you know, this paid for his next summer home. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, and so I think they might even be doing a reboot of Pirates of the Caribbean, <sighs> but I'm not really sure, and I don't know if Depp will be a part of it at all. Do you ever but... get sad that we live in the age of reboots? Yeah, because I feel like there's no doesn't always seem like there's original content coming out. And, like, there are some good original movies, but, like, I think yeah. about, like, the 80s. Like, I've been watching Indiana Jones again. Those movies are so sweet, but so original, you know? Uh-huh. And, like, they had movies to get excited to, like, Ghostbusters and, like, yeah, like, Point Break, all these awesome action movies. And now we just have, like, like Bad Boys for Life <laughs> or, yeah. like, yeah, like, movies we didn't need to see or, like, Terminator 7. Yeah. Like, it's the, just, like, like the, first two, the first two were good, and then they just kept going. Yeah, exactly. Like Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe, I think is an exception. Like that's kind of a cool thing we've gotten to live through. Yeah, of like a really it, unique. It kind yeah, of started more recently, so it was like its own developed story. Yeah, we kind of got to grow up with that, which is cool. But yeah, they oh, reboot. Yeah, so, and then they did that thing with um Orlando Bloom. Or like the big selling point for the fifth movie is like oh, Orlando Bloom's coming back. He's coming back. Man is in five minutes of the movie. Yeah. For like, and he's just he sets he's all he served to use exposition for like some dumb curse breaking trident thing. Mm -hmm. like, these are so tired. Johnny Depp is tired. I'm tired. When I saw that movie in theaters, I had to decide. I had to literally make a decision while sitting in the theater, thinking, should I fall asleep or leave? <laughs> like I can't actually sit through this, so I'm gonna have to make a decision. So what did you decide to do? I just stayed. You and, just finished. I it. just yeah, I copped out. <sighs> so bad. It had the prince. It had the uh gods of egypt guy too oh, kind of a yeah. bland actor i don't know 
Anyway, total tangent. What were you saying about? Yeah. So yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean, but pirates pirating that ties into jumping out of favorite ships. Some of my favorites of all time, sailing vessels, whether that be ships, sailboats, they might not be the most, I guess, efficient. Actually, they're pretty like fuel efficient. I get around pretty easily in Assassin's Creed Black Flag <laughs> with the with the sailboat. Yeah, just press X and the ship goes. The wind <laughs> increases, so I mean, it's not the worst way to sail yeah. or get around. Yeah, but I just like they're sleek. They the design is nice. When you go to a marina and you just see all the sails in there, all the masts. Yeah, like the Nina Pinta like, Santa Maria type. Yeah, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. <laughs> And then a new where we sip Oh, Step Brothers. That's also a movie. That is a movie. <laughs> that is a movie. <laughs> and it has a very good boat scene. It does. You're right. But yeah, I, I totally agree with that pick. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. So that's sweet. Something me- like mystical and cool. Yeah, just like the allure of sailing is kind of like this is how all travel used to be. And now it's kind of more like a niche. Yeah, that people do, which I would love to own a sailboat and really learn how to. I've been sailing a handful of times. Sailing is awesome, but yeah, I'd love to. Clear day, play some Jack Johnson, or the Up theme. (laughs) It's just yeah, it's there's something magical about sailing. Even like on a little sailboat, Mm -hmm. like got and do that. Got to do that in the Florida Keys. Got to do like uh, some. Uh, coral reef snorkeling, saw a nurse shark and pet some wild turtles. But yeah, it's yeah, there's something so cool about sailboats. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a whole nother thing. And plus, like the different places, like that they have sailing. Like like you said, Florida Keys. I did it in the Whit Sundays off the coast of Australia. Oh, yeah, snorkeled there. Amazing. Just, I'm thinking about starting a Great Barrier Reef fund so I can go there before it's gone forever. Yeah, I got to. I got to that's dive a, that's there. an attraction with a time clock on it. <laughs> that's, that's a place I that I highly recommend. I would love to go again. Do you know 30% of the world's reefs are gone? Really? And that they're probably, we'll probably in our lifetime, we will probably see the death of coral reefs. Wow. The lungs of the ocean. Isn't that sad? Get out there, save the reefs. What a depressing turn of conversation. Yeah. Um, on Instagram, if any, here's a free shout out because we usually, we usually don't do free ads, but this one is one that I would like to. We watch. actually only do free ads. <laughs> Coral Gardeners on Instagram. Oh, that's they, I saw that. That's a cool yeah, they thing. Do a lot to save the reefs. Definitely worth a follow. Seeing how you can help out because reefs are the lungs of the world. Yeah, they um, yeah, they're just like yeah. So something about oceans too. This is more of a biological turn or more of a biological conversation about the ecosystem of the ocean. That's kind of my major. Yeah. Um, but basically. Oceans are pretty much ecological deserts. Like most of the ocean is pretty empty and pretty dead. Um, most of life and biodiversity in the ocean centers around coral reefs, especially large reefs like the Great Barrier Reef. So that is that is an attraction that I that I can't wait too long to see. It's like it's not like oh, I'll visit Paris when I'm older, you know. Like people say, it's like I actually have to go here probably in twenty to thirty years if I want to see anything. Yeah. Plus, once you get too old, then you can't really dive and everything like that. And, and the thing is, everything on Australia wants to kill you, and everything off the coast of Australia wants to kill you. Like yeah. coral snakes, box jellyfish, stonefish, pufferfish, venom, all manner of venomous sea snakes. It's just <laughs> insane. Portuguese man of war. Well, maybe that's more Portugal. But 
yeah man yeah sailboats get back to sailboats great so fun so freeing a very enriching hobby too i feel like yeah um cool this probably is a good chance to kick it to our favorites um i got a cup i got two of my favorites and then i'll kick it over to tj um first one first favorite boat uh appa from the first season of avatar when they're in the oh, south pole and like he's just like this like he doesn't know how to fly yet so he just like this floating soft stuffed animal yeah. floaty i just i yeah i recently just watched that when it came out on netflix but yeah underrated think, boat for sure <laughs> you think of oppa more as a plane yeah yeah exactly i get pissed off when people don't include oppa in the boat <laughs> conversation but yeah thought of that watching avatar great show great show for kids like mm-hmm. engaging as an adult um yeah that's my first pick oppa second pick uh this is obvious the flying dutchman from dead man's chest oh yeah what is not cool about that like it it's got the face it, it's face literally has teeth it's got teeth as a boat can go underwater um davy jones such a cool villain also that cgi looks crazy good for what was that 2006 yeah. Like, I, I would argue it looks better. I think Davy Jones looks better than a lot of Avatar. Like, how much... And if you look oh. look into the, like... If you look into We're the... talking Avatar, not the last Airbender. No, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Blue blue people, not not Airbenders. My bad. Um, And if you, if you, like... I watched this video about how hard it is to, like, make his face because tentacles operate differently than hair, so they have muscles, and they had to, like... His face tentacles had to, like like, react and, like move like like tentacles would and on a real act but it just like the amount of thought that went into that and the like cgi for that is insane but yeah flying dutchman awesome can summon a flipping kraken like what though you fear death like all time that's so yeah oh the big the big thing that they use to summon the kraken they should do something like that for the Seattle Kraken. yeah like when they come out and like they're doing the intro like the big thuds yeah, oh. like, yeah, there's, like, a bunch of, like, ice skaters. Like, the game starts when they, like, do the walk-on. A bunch of ice skaters are, like, moving the, like, the wheel. The wheel. Like, there's, like, big, there's, like lot, it's land, big thud, and they all come out. Are you ready to rock? They all skate out and do, your team captain. That's, man, man we should be part of the marketing. This has been a very marketing-heavy, advertisement-heavy episode. We should take over marketing for the seattle kraken that'd be awesome and also for Catholic i just got Cats. yeah i excited myself by just thinking of that imagine yeah. being there wow dang so yeah yeah flying dutchman obvious also i'm gonna throw in the spongebob version too okay <laughs> yeah. but, man those are some of the funniest episodes of spongebob's are yeah. spongebob are on the uh flying dutchman also that i don't know if you know this the guy who voices the flying dutchman is brian murray which is bill murray's brother Oh. And it's so funny he's like on this rinky dink kids <laughs> show, you know? But yeah. You're good. You're good. You're good. Like, yeah, just so funny. Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to take that one too. That one flies. Yeah. So um, is that comparable then to Appa? Oh, yeah. Is that? Okay. Is yeah. Is that? Flying Dutchman esque. A SpongeBob version of Flying Dutchman esque boat. Yeah, but, but that one f- still f- is underwater. Like, so. So then is it a sinker? Oh, Whoa. dang. Well, so then is my is is even the parts of the Caribbean want to sink her because it goes underwater? 
Okay, it but then, favorite, but it, though, but it's so. not like the Edmund Fitzgerald just got back up, you know? Like yeah. that, I think that's what makes it a. Fl- if it can float again, that makes it a floater. Yeah, but also it's a favorite because it is just super cool. So I'm gonna kick it over to you for favorites, and then we're gonna wrap up with our dream boats. Yeah. So favorites for me, um, final favorite is mega yachts. So I know I don't know kind of like familiar you are with mega yachts but like the black ops map hijacked kind of like that big boat you play that i've not played it. i think it was black ops 2 oh maybe that it's like a big but okay mega yacht like a huge like jordan belfort and um wolf of wall street when he throws the crabs at the fbi agents but bigger like they have the ones that like are they're like 200 feet plus long oh yeah like you never you never see them unless you're like in places like Monaco or down in Miami. Sometimes they'll pull up and they have different um, things like that. But I would, I went on just deep YouTube hole of mega yachts, different things like that, and just all the stuff that they have inside them. The people that own them, they'll buy, they'll build them because this is some. They have so much money, they don't care what they do. Yeah, they'll build them. <laughs> they're the, they're they'll the Swedish kings of the modern world yeah they'll build them they'll sail them around for a little bit and they don't even like live on them. they just have them like they'll go spend a weekend or a week on them sail it over here and then then they sell it and then they just build a new one that's bigger and better and yeah has more and the on. used ones get put in a bond movie or something <laughs> yeah so I think or superman cool. returns when <laughs> bald cat was that kevin spacey was like bald like luther and i think so and there's like the scene with that girl on the piano. Yeah, that was a weird movie. It was always on FX too. Because it's like, yeah, it's like technically a superhero movie, but just not interesting at all. Yeah. Man, nobody talks about Superman Returns. What was that, like 2008, 2006? I have, I have no idea. Because people don't talk about it. Yet. So I'm going to, let's wrap up. I'm going to talk about my dream boat. Um, so basically, um, my dream boat is, so it's the Call of Duty map hijacked, which is like kind of like a mega yacht. But... It has a lazy river, Ooh. and Joe Pesci is always on the boat making wisecracks. Hey. What am I? Do I amuse you? Am I a clown? <laughs> He's always, like, busting someone's balls, um, and it's never me. But also, last part, it's got the Avengers wings, so it can fly, too. You know oh, how, okay. it like, yeah, you know how it's got, like, the helicopter things that Iron Man had to fix in Avengers 1? So, probably the coolest boat ever thought of by man. I, Can we get? The, I'm gonna have to give it 20 years for scientific advancements, but yeah, that that is a boat of dreams. That is a boat of kings, especially the Joe Pesci part. Yes, the Joe Pesci part. Yeah, hopefully he sticks around for that. Or you could swap in Steve Buscemi. Not as interesting, but still can like be wisecracking. Like, hey, what's the matter with you? Kind of, you know, like the yeah, like Italian wise guy kind of. Just yeah, dream yeah, boat. That totally boat of kings knocks my dream boat out of the water because i kind of hinted earlier at i get like my small dream for now boat is like a 40 50 footer that i can live on and charter but that's like a like a realistic dream a portable bubblegum shrimp <laughs> yeah but going going better into coconut like, shrimp going to like looking way out like completely abstract love probably a like a 400 foot mega yacht that completely self-sufficient Almost cruise ship esque, but just for me and whoever I want to invite on it. So it's kind of like the Wally ship if it were a boat. Yeah, but for like, like way, way less people. And so I could just like 
be sailing around the world and I would never, never have to stop anywhere unless I really wanted to. And then I, cause I could just, I could just show up anywhere. Plus then it'd be so big that I could have smaller like sailing vessels on it. And then I could go into oh. like smaller areas, like where it's too shallow for my big giant ship to Whoa. go. You'd never have to go on shore. Exactly. I mean, plus I want to go sometimes like, cause I can't go into Paris and visit Paris, but I can pull up to the coast of France. Unless you go in the catacombs. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's probably a river that goes up that I could just boom, get on a little river boat and go up. Yeah. I'd never have to step on land again. Well, how are you going to – well, you'd probably have to give up Hot Wings. Ooh. It's no, I'll tough. have the guy from Hot Ones always on my boat. Oh, yeah, he lives wings. there. Yeah, that guy makes totally makes the wings. Yeah. <laughs> he can totally make them appear. I think that's what I'm going to get for dinner tonight as well, Hot Wings. You might have sold me on Hot Wings too. That sounds pretty good. Let's go get them. It's buy one, get one. Let's Wait, yeah, let's do that. That sounds so good. I'm Dang, okay, it's yeah, no, let's wrap this up. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's no uh, Quaker Steak and Lube Lube's Day Unlimited Wings. Ah, uh, yeah. Logo's such a good open. deal, though. Another yeah. Buffalo Wild Wings shout-out. Yeah. That's such a good, yeah. Because, yeah, that's two meals for the price of one. Like, what? Because mm-hmm. I'm sure it's attracting, like, not there's not probably not a huge wing Tuesday wing crowd, but maybe you'll go and, like, watch some pointless, dumb Premier League game. Yeah. I don't know. Or it might just... It's, Although Chelsea, like, yeah, like whatever. But that it is, it has done more for Tuesday than anything else in the world. Maybe even more than Bottomless Wing Night, as as much as it pains me to say, Bogo Wing Night has done more. Yeah, dang, for it's wing a, culture. Yeah, for wing culture. Do, do you remember? Um, did you know Travis Kelsey was supposed to come to Ohio State for Hot oh, Ones? Oh, for Hot Ones episode. Yeah, he got canceled. Stupid virus. Thanks, Corona. Yeah. Dang, well, this is probably a good place to wrap up. This is Bathtub Full of Questions, recorded live from an actual bathtub. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for learning more about boats. And good. our sinkers, floaters, and favorites. If you guys have anything that you would like to hear more about, um, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you know, Yeah, any are. topics. And um, Tell maybe, us if you think APA is a boat or an airplane. Yeah, maybe in Pretty the future contentious we might even debate. have live call-ins. So if you guys are interested, we'll have to let you know and see if anybody wants to call in. Maybe pose a question live on air. Oh, that's a great idea. Well, guys, until next week, good night.